Look with me, if you would, please, in the scriptures, verses we've been looking at all week. Romans, first chapter. And then also, I believe, we'll be looking at 1 Samuel, the second chapter. In Romans 1.15, it says, As much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed. Of the gospel of Christ. Rich the power of God. And the salvation to everyone that believes. To the Jew first. Also to the Greek. Verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by faith. Said out loud. I am not ashamed. Of the gospel. Of Jesus Christ. The gospel is the good news about the good things, all the good things that our good God has done for us in Christ. And how many know there's more than one benefit? The Bible said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Does his grace extend to your physical body? Does his grace extend to your soul and your mind? Does his grace extend to your finances yes. and the material realm, to your marriage, to your family, to your children, to your job, to your business? Yes, it is a complete redemption. And when you preach the full gospel, you preach the good news that covers the whole existence of man. Not just one or two benefits, but there are multiple benefits. In 1 Samuel 2, the end of the chapter there, verse 30, just the last phrase, uh, we got the words up over the platform here. For them that honor me, the Lord said, I will honor. They that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Said out loud, them that honor me, I will honor. They that despise me. Shall be, lightly shall be lightly esteemed. Now the word honor depicts valuation. And the word despise depicts the opposite. Devaluation. A failure to value. A failure to esteem or appreciate. Those who value me and my things, the Lord said, I'm going to value. You treat his things and promote his things and lift his things. That's what's going to happen to you. You're going to be lifted. How many believe you take care of the Lord's things? He's going to take care of your things. You seek first the kingdom of God. All these things will be added to you. But if you don't, to despise is to devalue, de-estimate, lower the estimate or appraisal, we might use the word today, of the value of a thing. Now, with that in mind, go with me to Mark 14, please, and the third verse. We looked at one of these accounts of the giving of the alabaster box of ointment of Spikenard 
And if you just a casual read through the scriptures, you may think this is multiple recordings of the same account. It is not. There's some three different instances of this happening, one of them being recorded twice. So you'll see four records of three events. So, and the Bible telling us that not everything that happened with Jesus was recorded. If something's recorded four times in three different instances, you can assume this kind of thing happened with some frequency. And we're going to notice something else here in just a moment that's just absolutely should get your attention. He was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. Now, if you want to see the difference of which occasion happened, look at the words closely where it happened and when it happened, and you'll see it's not the same account. But here it's Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. And one thing that's a little bit confusing is there are multiple people named Simon. And there are multiple women named Mary. Just like today. But they're not the same person, even though they got the same name. As Jesus said at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. Some of the other accounts, they poured it on his feet. As some folks say, well, see there, they don't even agree. There's errors in the Bible. You just showed your ignorance. You know, there's no errors. Verse uh, 4. And there were some that had indignation within themselves. And they said, why was this waste of the ointment made? Verse 5. It might have been sold for more than 300 pence. Now, depending on what currency you look at and what time you have to bring things into our day, we're looking, I think, at a minimum of $30,000. It may be closer to $60,000. Now, it had to be a substantial amount of money or there wouldn't be all this hoo-ha about it. Right? It wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, if it was $30, who would have made a deal out of it? So it had to be a substantial amount of money. So I think conservatively, $30,000, $40,000. And so there was indignation. Now, if you read other accounts, you see it was, it, this was led by Judas Iscariot, but also the other disciples joined in it too. This indignation about what a waste. Everybody say waste. waste. What a waste this was to just have this $40,000 dumped on Jesus. And all it's going to do is give everybody in the room and around the block a pleasant experience for a few moments. Nothing permanent about it. I mean, when all this fades away. It was a waste. <laughs> or was it? So they said it could have been given to the poor. Have you ever heard that before? All that money they spent on those buildings. Yeah, some airplanes, I'm say. Yeah? Oh, of course, the airplane, yeah. All that money they spent on TV. 
All that money they spent on the internet. All all that money they spent on. Do you know how many people that would help? So obviously. Helping all these people. Who have needs. Would be better use. Than wasting it. On a preacher. Because they didn't. They didn't understand him being. The son of God. They're looking at him after the flesh, just like you and I look at each other right now. And Isaiah said, seeing in the spirit, there was no form or comeliness or beauty about him that would cause you to desire him unusually. It's amazing to us, but you could have met Jesus on the street and outside of a special revelation, walked right by him because there wasn't a halo over his head. Now there was that Mount Transfiguration thing. That was something. But just in him day to day, you wouldn't have seen it. In fact, he must have looked very normal to the people who rejected him. And all his partners that left him by the thousands and said, take my name off the mail list. When he preached that message on eat my flesh and drink my blood. He must have looked very normal. And natural to them. Spiritual people. Discern spiritual things. Carnal people don't. Notice this. Keep reading. Jesus said what? What did he say? He said woman. Have you not been listening? I have told you all not to do such wasteful things like this. How many understand this would have been the perfect place to straighten this out so everybody's clear on this? Wouldn't it? But that's not what he said. What did he say? You leave her alone. You leave her alone. Why are you troubling her? How many know it was none of their business? What this woman did were her $40,000. What's that to them? What's that to them? That could have been used for this. It could have been used for that. What's that to them? Why are you troubling her? She has wrought a good work on me. We should have used it to do good works. She did. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Jesus said... This was a good work. What do you mean? Dumping 40 grand and smelling real good for a day is a good work? We need to do good works. Yeah. (laughs) Including this is a good work. Verse 7. He said, you have the poor with you always. Whensoever you will, you can do them good. But me, you have not always. She's done what she could. She's come beforehand to anoint my body to bearing. Now, it didn't say that on the other, all the other accounts. So you can't say, well, it was only for that. No, the other accounts had nothing to do with anointing the body for bearing. Keep going. 
Verily I say to you. Now here's the thing I'm saying should get your attention. Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she has done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Jesus made this a permanent attachment to the gospel for every generation throughout the world, the whole world. Why? Why would you want this told? Everywhere the gospel is preached through every generation Throughout the whole world. Why? Why? That's why we're here tonight. To talk about why. Hallelujah. Everywhere the gospel is preached. Now we talk about not being ashamed of the gospel. We shouldn't be ashamed of what Jesus connected to the gospel then. His permanent attachment to the gospel is the woman, actually women, with alabaster boxes. Everywhere you see the true gospel, if you look on the side, there's alabaster boxes. Jesus said everywhere it's preached. And here all these centuries later, we're talking about it in Branson, Missouri and in Sarasota and everybody joining us online. Why? Well, keep reading. Wherever this gospel is preached throughout the whole world, what she's done is going to be spoken of for a memorial of her. And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray him. This is not the beginning of a new story. This is part of the same story. Then. It happened exactly connected to this. And he said. uh, He went to betray them. And when they heard it. They were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought how he might conveniently betray him. Now here's something we'll keep seeing. Was this woman making too big a deal out of Jesus? Or were they not making a big enough deal? Can you see this? They're upset. This $30,000 will be real conservative. This $30,000, $30,000, $30,000. What are they saying? Jesus is... He's a good guy and everything, but he's not worth this. Well, what's he worth? Judas and them priced him immediately after this. They valued him. They appraised him. It was prophesied. You remember? It was prophesied. I'll read it to you. You don't have to turn there. But uh, they appraised him. To what? Anybody know the price they appraised him of? 30 pieces of silver. And Zechariah 11.13. It says. uh, 
This is the New Century Version. It says, The Lord said to me, Throw the money to the potter. That is how little they thought I was worth. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them to the potter in the temple of the Lord. And that was centuries before it happened. How many understand? You've read the gospel account. That's exactly what happened. It was foretold and it was demonstrated. Why? To show what he had been valued at. Now what did this woman value him at? (laughs) The most she had. I think if she'd have had a million. But that's what she had. She had that 30,000. In her heart she'd have done a whole lot more. But that's what she had. And so in that act. She's valuing him. And how many know. Whether she realizes it or not. He is the word. He is the Word made flesh. And why does she feel this way about him? Because through his ministry and through his mouth and through the anointing on him, her life has been changed. She's been delivered. She's been liberated. She's been enlightened. She's been healed. Her friends have been healed. Can you see? I mean, we know what was going on in his meetings. And she is just so in love with God and him and and wants to express it somehow. And so she demonstrates the highest valuation she's able to demonstrate. And so Judas says, that's a total waste. Such a waste. That could have been given to the poor. Now here's a a subtle thing. Who wants to argue about helping the poor? See the devil knows this. That's why he uses it all the time. Who wants to say no, no. We don't want to help the poor. We don't care about the poor. No. Nobody wants to say that. And we don't feel that way either. But what he's saying is. Jesus is not worth this. Slash the word is not worth this. The ministry, the anointing you've been blessed by. I know you think so, but you're deluded. It's not worth it. Now the poor are worth $30,000. But Jesus is worth tops. 30 pieces of silver. Can you see this? Yes. I know uh, we're friends with Jesse and Kathy Duplantis. And, uh, uh, oh, this has been about 12 years or so now. They got an airplane that was a mid-size plane, not real big, but it's bigger than the one they had. And it was capable of going to other countries. And you talk about somebody who uses a plane, man. <laughs> Jesse. I mean, it doesn't cool off. (laughs) He is a going preaching machine. And so 
they were coming by within an hour or so of us and said, can you come by and see it and come get on it and pray with us and bless it? And we said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we drove about an hour from here. We met them. They landed. And um, it was a few years old. And it wasn't, you know, it's not the biggest, but, man, it's, it's great. It's just, I mean, we never had anything like that. And they had never had anything like that. And so we got on it. We're praising God. We laid hands all over it. And, and we... <laughs> We just, we're just happy, happy, happy. And we get off, and there was a couple of the line guys that, that worked there, you know, marshalling the planes in and out, and, and one of them was looking at me, and man, his face was just, he was all upset, and then he said, ain't right, Brother Keith. I said, what? He said, ain't right. He said, see all them guys over there? I said, yeah. He said, they're making fun of you and Brother Jesse. And they were cussing and saying, blankety blank, blank, what do they need? A preacher need with a jet airplane. It had made him so mad. He said, I think I'm just going to clock that one guy. I said, no, no, no. Now sitting right beside their airplane was a brand new Gulfstream G450 that was three times the size of Brother Jesse's plane, five times the money owned by the Dillard Corporation. And ain't nobody upset about Dillard's airplane. Never even crossed their mind. Why? Because underwear and household goods are important. And they are. And I'm glad for Dillard. I don't care if they got five of them. I'm happy for them. But why can't a preacher have one? And I was checking my heart about it. And I thought, Lord, what, what is this? And it just come right up out of my spirit. I, I told this young man, I'm trying to calm him down. He was He's about to tackle this guy. And I said, no. I said, they place no value on what we do. It just came right out of my spirit. They place no value. So they see that as a total waste. If we'd have spent the money helping the poor, now that's worth something. But the preaching of the word, waste of money, as far as they're concerned. The world would be a better place if there were no preachers, as far as they're concerned. But they're ignorant. Because the Lord said that he has chosen human beings to be saved. By what people call the foolishness of preaching. And how will they call on one they have not believed in? Or how will they do that if they hadn't heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? Preachers is important. Yes, they are. If the message is important, then the proclaimer of the message is important. What got them there is important. If the message is important, the service is important. The building is important. Come on, are y'all with me? Anything that gets the message out and the devil's so crafty to say, yeah, but you don't care about the poor. 
But what he's saying is the message and the preachers are worthless. And the only thing that really matters is doing something natural for somebody. But the Great Commission is not go into all the world and feed people. Naturally or clothed. As good as that is, that's not the Great Commission because the greatest need of man is not natural. The greatest need of man is spiritual. If you had to choose between being full and rich and dying lost or starving to death but you're saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. How many know which way to go? Which way to go? But thank God, the Lord will not only save you, He'll fill you. He'll heal you. Amen. He'll thrill you. And He'll bless you to pay your bills and, and beyond. But it's, it's subtle. 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 Was she making too big a deal out of Jesus? The very next verse says Judas leaves there. And goes betrays Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. What's going on? She valued him much. So she expressed it as strong as she could. Judas didn't value him. And so he's willing to betray him for nothing. We're told that might have been worth as little as $3,000. They bought a little tiny piece of land that was so junky nobody else wanted it. Did he enjoy it? He committed suicide on it. Awful. And it comes back to those that honor me. I'll honor. But if you despise me, you'll be lightly esteemed. Despising sounds like this. Isaiah 53 foretold this. It foretold that this would happen. He is what? despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised we esteemed him not the amplified says he was despised and we did not appreciate his worth or have esteem for him the complete english version says we despised him and said he is a nobody the bbe said he was looked down on And we put no value on him. We considered him insignificant, another one said. Another one said, we didn't consider him to be worth anything. We ignored him as if he were nothing. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. And sadly, much of this world is doing the same thing. Is that right? Today, they treat Jesus like he's a fairy tale. Right? Like nothing, no respect. What's the key to success in every realm? You want God involved in your life. And when other people's kids are sick and yours are sustained, God honored you. When other people are going under financially, and not only can you still pay your bills, you open another branch on your business. Come on, that's God honoring you. When God is in your affairs, but who does he honor like that? Not people who have no time for him, that esteem him not, but people who honor him. What does that mean? They value him. They esteem him. 
Watch out for these words. Especially concerning anything to do with church. The things of God and the ministry and the people of God. No big deal. No biggie. No big deal. What do we need to do? Carpet needs to be changed in the church. Does that be okay? Yeah, I'll just get that. That'll be fine. We'll save some money. What? A, <laughs> Phyllis said, I ain't never said that. I know that's true. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'll be all right. Just, it ain't no big deal. You know, we're well, supposed to be here, you know, at 6.30. Ah, uh, you know, 7, 7.30s, you know. No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. Here's another one. Whatever. 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 People think they're being loose and free. They're being disrespectful. And they're devaluing things. They're not treating them like they're important. Failing to honor God. Brother Copeland said, uh, he kept hearing people say, you know, we saved the Lord a lot of money. You know, we bought the cheap lumber. We bought the cheap property. We got the cheap carpet. You know, we got the cheap piano. Man, saved the Lord a lot of money. And uh, and he said, the Lord asked him, he said, when am I going to get all this money that people are saving for me? (laughs) How many know the Lord ain't never seeing that money? That's the biggest bunch of junk. You cannot waste money doing what the Lord told you to do. That's a big statement. And I know what I'm saying with every word. Where you waste money is doing things he didn't tell you to do. I don't care if you got the best deals on the planet. The whole thing was a loss. But if you're doing what he told you to do. I don't care if you paid twice too much and had to redo it three times. If you got it done and got it done the way he wants it, you didn't waste a dime. You think anybody's going to be talking about it a thousand years from now? I actually had the Lord tell me one time. I was kind of laboring over the price on something and he actually spoke to me. I mean, he talks to you the way you understand. I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but inside me, he said, Keith, I don't care how much it costs. Just get the job done. Just get it done. Well, he creates planets. What would he care if you paid $8.95 or $12.95? (laughs) You think God is really laboring over a $3 difference? That's just all us. That's just all little vision, small faith. That's all that is. You can't waste money. Doing what God told you to do. You can't spend too much on it. Hallelujah. Talking about value. Love is the valuer. The devil is the devaluer. The enemy always seeks to diminish value. Love is valuing. That's what it is. If you love somebody, you value them. If you love them more, you value them 
even more how important they are to you. I know uh, the first little airplane we got, a little single engine, I was up in a meeting up in the north and had been there for a week or two. And I was getting ready to come home. I was, I'd been gone for a long time and I was ready to come home. And uh, I was in prayer about the last night service. And the Lord said to me, in my heart, he said, uh, brought up a minister, a pastor that I knew, that I hadn't talked to in, I don't know, months and months. And he was a thousand miles away, another part of the country. And this is what he said to me. He said, I'm not pleased with his vehicle. Really? I'm not pleased with his vehicle. That was total surprise to me. I had no clue what vehicle he might have. Or not. I knew nothing about it. Hadn't, like I said, I hadn't talked to him in months. And even then it was just casual. I thought, wow. Not pleased with his vehicle. Okay. Of course I'm thinking, what's that got to do with me? And uh, he said, yeah, about to find out. He said, uh, he said, when you get through here, you take that little airplane I just gave you. And you fly over there. I had, I had some family nearby. You fly over there. Don't say anything to anybody. He'll find out you're there and ask you to come preach for him. And you say yes. And I want you to preach on this. God gave gifts to men. Hallelujah. Well, I did. Phyllis and I, I got in. We flew over there. Didn't say anything to anybody. Sure enough, that evening, the pastor called, Brother Keith, didn't know you were going to be here. Yeah. How about coming preaching for me on Sunday morning? Okay, if you want me to. (laughs) I didn't say a thing. I just want to watch and see what the Lord's doing here. Well, I'm moving too quick. The Lord told me when I was up north, a thousand miles away, he said, you go over there and he'll ask you to preach. I want you to preach on this. God gave gifts to men. And he showed me this. I had just started flying. And uh, uh, when I got my private, my instrument, Brother Kenneth Copeland gave me a watch. A Breitling. That's the brand. And it's one of the uh, top pilot watches. Not cheap. Really nice. Brand new. And I like that watch. And I still got it. And... uh, and so I'd wear it, you know, when I wasn't doing work, you know, dirty things. And uh, the Lord showed me. He showed me go into my closet and take that watch off. And uh, I had a, a box, special box. I'd wipe it off with a, a handkerchief and I'd put it in that box and I'd close the box. So it's ready. And then he showed me I had a a Timex, a plastic Timex (laughs) that I had had for years. And I think I got it at Walmart. And I would swim in it. I'd work in the yard with it. And when I'd come in, I'd just, I'd I'd pull it off and I'd fling it. (laughs) And it would land wherever it landed on, you know. (laughs) He said, you treat those two watches differently. Because you value them differently. 
He said the one you value. You put it in the nice box. And you put it in the nice place. And the one you don't care about. You don't even have a place for it. And you just. You, you, you flee. He said. You tell the people. That I'm not pleased with this pastor's vehicle. You preach on this message. And when you get done. You, you tell them I'm not. And that if they want to do something about it, you're going to receive an offering. And if they don't, you'll take care of it. I thought, okay. <laughs> I'll take care of it. <laughs> I knew it was him, so whatever it was is what it was. And that I, that I would we'd have an offering, and then if, that, if people didn't want to get involved, that uh, we'd take care of the rest of it. Well, we did. And it happened just like he said. He invited me. We went there. We preached on God gave gifts to men out of Ephesians. We got to the end. I asked him, can I receive an offering? And he didn't know he, what I was taking up for myself, you know. Receiving. He said, yeah, he trusted me. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I said, well, it's for you. <laughs> and I told him what the Lord told me. That if you value something, you put it in a good place. You treat it, come, come on, can you see this? You treat it a certain way. And one of the things that the Lord told me to tell them, if they didn't value them, he could send them somewhere else to people that would value them. You know, he is the head of the church. And if we're following him, it's not up to us where we go and where we stay. We have to do what he tells us. Well, to the people's credit, they rallied. They rallied, and they didn't just get them a vehicle, they got them a custom but it was the Suburban, I believe it was, but it wasn't just a Suburban. It had all the extra stuff, and I mean, it was top-notch, and hallelujah, and they ministered to them in other ways, too. Praise God. And then the Lord said, and the next time we're through, we'll see other new cars in the parking lot. How many of everything produces after its own kind? But I learned a valuable lesson about valuing. If you value something, you treat it with respect. You treat it like it's important. How many believe the Word of God is important? Church service is important. The music is important. The children is important. Is that right? Producing the materials is important. Any broadcast is important. The travel is important. Everything's important. We're in a generation that thinks they've gotten free and are loose and lax and everything's okay and whatever and no big deal. And they think it's being free and don't realize it's being disrespectful. No, you don't have to be stiff. You don't have to be regimented. But you do need to value it to the point where you treat it like it's important. Hallelujah. So how important is Jesus? How important is Jesus? That woman valued him at the biggest thing she had. And uh, Judas valued him at 30 pieces. And, and sadly the other disciples were joining in with him. And here's the amazing thing. The Lord said everywhere this gospel is preached. This is going to be told. And you know what most of the church has gotten out of this? They quote, this should be sold and given to the poor. 
church people quote this. You should sacrifice and give it to the poor. No, don't don't spend it on all that. It should be put on the poor. They say it like they're quoting Jesus. And they're quoting Judas. Iscariot. And have completely ignored the woman that gave the alabaster box that Jesus set up as the example. Can you see the subtlety of the devil? He has got people to ignore and despise the woman and the box and want to emulate Judas. And the Bible, if you read John's account of that other happening, it said Judas didn't care about the poor. He was a thief. He's upset because that money ain't going in the bag. He won't have access to steal it. He didn't care about the poor. If you care about the poor, you do something for the poor. You don't go around judging other folks and telling them what they ought to be doing. And there are different kinds of ministries. People say, well, y'all need to be feeding people. We are. That's what this whole thing is about. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what we're doing night and day, is endeavoring to feed preachers. Is that what you're doing? Endeavoring to feed people. Feed people. Do people need to be fed the word of God? Like they need to be fed natural bread. It's even more important. Isn't it? We are feeding people. I have all the utmost respect for people whose ministry is to, to help people eat and be clothed. I, and we help people. And we, we sowed substantially into some things even just last week. But that's not the only important thing. Did you know that's not what Jesus spent most of his time doing? No, he did not. They did help some people and do some things. But that's not the main thing he did all the time. He went around teaching. And preaching. And healing. Is that right? That's what he spent his time. Then why have people taken his whole ministry. And reduced it. To natural humanitarian things. And completely ignored. The uh, great commission. Yes let's help people. But friend. The greatest need of man. Is spiritual. Hallelujah. What's Jesus worth? (laughs) What's Jesus worth to you? Hallelujah. What's his value? Somebody say glory to God. Jesus value. What is his value? The Bible tells us that his blood is precious. The life is in the blood. And Jesus didn't have an earthly father. The life that's in his blood is the life of God, the father. And he spent that blood to purchase something. Look with me in Titus. I'm I'm pausing a little bit, but... I got to lay this tree the right way. Titus 2.15. Can you go there and look at it? Titus 2.15. 
He said, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. That includes all the gospel. And notice the latter part. Let no man despise you. Say that loud. Let no man. Let no man. Despise you. Despise you. Don't be ashamed, but speak the word of God, exhort the word of God, rebuke concerning the word of God with all authority, and don't let anybody do what? Despise you. What's despising? Devaluing. De-estimate. How can you keep someone from despising you? I know years ago I used to read that and go, How can I keep somebody from despising me? If they want to despise me, they can. He's talking about more than that. He's not talking about controlling what other people do because you can't control what other people do. So what's he talking about? He's talking about appraisal. I got a nice motorcycle that Phyllis got me a couple of years ago now. I'd been wanting one like this for 25 years. I like fast stuff. I like powerful stuff. And I've, I've always liked motorcycles since I was a little boy. I mean, other guys had pictures of, of girls on their wall. I had motorcycles. I had it bad. I had it bad. Anyway, I, I'd always wanted to take one of my bikes and take the engine down to the crankcase and get the very best pieces you can find and bring it to the top. Well, we found one that this guy had just finished and he did it beyond what I would have done. It's a fire breather, brother. I mean, it shakes windows and scares small children. You like it already. And this guy invested a lot of money in this thing. I mean the pieces he put in this engine. They cost money. I got it at a wonderful deal. But it's not cheap. But what if some some guy comes up and he looks at that and he says. You know I've looked at your motorcycle. And I have appraised it at a hundred dollars. And so you have to accept my appraisal. And sell it to me for a hundred dollars. What do I say? Are you sure? What do I say? You say, let no man appraise your motorcycle. (laughs) Just because you don't know how valuable it is, doesn't mean I have to take your ignorant tiny appraisal is that right who's making too much of a deal the woman making too big of a deal out of Jesus or Judas and at that point some of the other guys not making a big enough deal out of him can you see that their appraisal is low and this woman's appraisal is high and they're going you're crazy you're crazy blowing that 40 grand like that. They're saying he's not worth it. One of the first houses we got there in Tulsa that Phyllis and I had believed God for for 15 years. We didn't know it, but 
We went from a little apartment to another little apartment to a rent house, and we were sowing our seed. We were believing. Phyllis was specifically wanting some things about a house. And one day, at the end of 15 years, we were driving by this place and felt an impression to stop and look at it. And it had no sign or anything, but we did, and we thought, oh, yeah, this is what we've been looking for. And no for sale sign or anything. Nobody was around. Found out somebody had lost it or was about to lose it. They had already lost it. And it was empty. We made them an offer that was crazy low. And they took it. And, and we all, it was outstanding. And, and people didn't know it. It was on an acre and a half. It had a swimming pool, a tennis court, seven car garage. Hey, I went to get my hair cut one day right after we got it. And the lady cutting my hair, she, she said, Brother Keith, I, I don't know if I should bring this up or not. But I, with some people were just in here before you got here. They were talking about you. <laughs> I started to say, I don't need to know. But she was intent on letting me know. So she said, have you, have you seen that house they just got? That's just too much. Just too much. Too much for who? What's too much? What's the standard? What's the standard house that's perfect for everybody? You know what it is? Like theirs. Nobody should have anything any bigger or better than them. Right? Obviously. They're the standard. Everybody should be judged, but nobody can have any more faith. Nobody could have any bigger vision. Nobody. If you're willing to sow more, believe more, stand more, why couldn't you get more? Well, what are they saying? They may not realize it, but this is really insulting. What are they saying? That's too good for them. That's what they're saying. Might be okay, you know, for a drug dealer. Somebody that owns a publication business, or sure. But for a preacher, it's too good for them. Isn't that what they were saying about Jesus? This is too much. This is too good. What would you think if I came by and I gave Brother Dave $1,000 and, and Brother Dave received, and, and somebody, you heard somebody come by and say, that's the biggest waste of money I ever saw in my life. What are they saying? What are they saying? This is happening right and left. This is happening all the people couch it. They, they try to say it in acceptable ways. But they are devaluing. And what the devil most wants to devalue. Is the word of God. And preachers and ministers. And churches and ministries. And believers. But just because some ignorant person who doesn't know what they're talking about comes up and tries to appraise you at nothing, do you have to accept their appraisal? Do I have to sell my motorcycle for $100? Come on, help me out. Do, do I have to get worked up and go, they only estimated at $100? I just look at them and go, you have no clue. You do not know what you're looking at. Right? right? And how many know the world does not know 
what they're looking at. When they see you and me. When they see, hallelujah, the Word of God and the anointing and the Holy Spirit and the holy offerings of God, they can scoff, they can mock, they can belittle, but they don't realize they're just yielding to the devil. They're just voicing what he's bringing to them. But it's totally up to us whether we let them, let them devalue us and us accept their valuation. Somebody say no, 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 no. How valuable is Jesus? You can't, you can't put the price high enough. How valuable is the blood of Jesus? It's beyond price. It's beyond silver. It's beyond gold. It's beyond any currency, any amount. I want to read a scripture to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Roman, excuse me, Revelation 1.5. From Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us. Let me give you another word. Valued. Valued us. How much did he value us? He washed us from our sins in his own blood. And he's made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. I cannot be worth less than the blood of the Lamb. Because that's what the Father paid for me. I can't be. The Father's no fool. He doesn't pay a billion dollars for a two dollar item. The next time any thought comes to you, you're not worth this. You're not worth that. This is too nice for you. This is too good for you. This is too much for Christians and churches and ministries and what have you. You challenge it. Where'd you get that estimate? Where'd that estimate come from? Because I've got a certified (laughs) appraisal. (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah I got a certified appraisal of my worth and it's off the chart the most expensive valuable thing in all the universe the spotless blood of the lamb of God was paid for me I can't be worth less than that that's what was paid for me That's what establishes my value and it will never change. No matter how young or how old or what my talents do or my money or my stuff or my who knows me or who don't. My value was established before I ever started this. Hallelujah. And it cannot 
be diminished. It cannot be devalued. The devil will try continually to despise you and devalue you. And it's our mistake if we accept his low nothing appraisal of us. Oh, I'm nothing. I'm, I'm not worth anything. I, nothing, nothing to me. Nothing to me. See, people have thought that's humility. And it's actually pride and disrespect because you're saying in the face of what the Lord paid for you, no, that's not right. That's not right. What are you saying? You saying God's a fool? He paid a billion dollars for an item that's worth a quarter? Submit to his wisdom. Submit to his understanding. If he says you're worth it, then you're worth it. If Jesus said I'm willing to pay it, To get them, then you're worth it. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm worth it. it. If he says I'm worth it, I'm worth it. it. Worth Worth what? The exceeding riches of his grace. They're working on your mansion in glory. Tonight, they're working on it. You've got a place in the eternal plan of God. You're a king. You're a king and a child. You're, you're, you're young. You're a baby. You don't look like it right now, but you are. How many would say, I'm doing better. I look better. I sound better. I live better than 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I got some word in me. I got some faith in me. Uh, right? Right? How many would say, if you had seen me then... <laughs> And you see me now? Okay. That's been how long? Even 50 years? 50 years God time is about an hour. thousand years to him is like a day. The Bible says now we are the sons of God. It doesn't yet appear what we shall be. But when we see him, we'll be like him. What if you continued your development, just what you've done in the last 20, 30, 40 years, you continued that for another 300 years? Where would you be? What kind of being would you be? How about escaping all the junk that's down here and getting away from anything that would slow you down or hinder you and then developing for another 20,000 years? In time to come, nobody will have to ask who you are. They will go, sons of God. Sons of God. We will shine like the light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord knows our value now. Even though the world doesn't see it. Even though most of us don't see it. But we can accept what he said about it. Got a certified. Certified. Come on, hold up your appraisal. Hold up your. I've been appraised. How much are you worth? The blood of the Lamb. That's what I'm worth. How much is that? There ain't enough gold. There ain't enough diamonds. Not not just in the planet. Not just in the solar system. In the universe. There's not enough to accumulate. There was only one thing. Valuable enough. To buy us. It was the blood of the Lamb. There's only only one thing. Just one. The psalmist said, the value of a soul, it ceases forever. 
The devil hates us. Because we are what he can never be. He lost his place. He can never be. He can never come up and sit on daddy's knee. I'm talking about the creator. He can never be a part of the eternal kingdom. We're young. We're babies. We're little ones right now. But we're the apple of his eye. And our price is off the scale. And when we realize it and start treating ourselves that way and start treating what he gives us that way, the revelation he gives you is precious. Don't don't go around, oh, that's just me. That's just a thought I had, you know. Well, that was a good message, brother. Uh, Yeah, okay. It's just, you know, I had a thought or two. I just shared. No, no, no. You're letting the devil devalue what you're doing. Paul said, I magnify my office. Is he bragging on himself? No, he didn't call himself to that office. He didn't equip and anoint himself for that office. So he's magnifying what God has done. I tell our folks, you know, I I say it boldly. You'll get some of the best word here you'll find anywhere in the world. I didn't say better than everybody else, but some of the best you will hear and receive anywhere. Why? I'm not bragging on myself. I'm esteeming what he's giving me. I'm esteeming the revelation. I'm saying, I can't figure this out on my, I didn't figure this out. He just gave it to me. And the anointing to deliver it and the utterance, that's not bragging on you. That's him. That's him. That's him. And so you're trying to pretend to be humble. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. It is not nothing. You're calling what God did nothing. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Shout over it. Praise God over it. Give glory to God over it. And friend, you find out when you make a big deal out of prayer, you make a big deal out of the word, you make a big deal out of the service, you make a big deal out of the laying on of hands, you make a big deal, you're honoring God. You're valuing his things highly. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? He's going to honor you. He's going to manifest his presence in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And treat what's going on with you as valuable. He's going to enrich you. He's going to promote you. He's going to elevate you. He's going to treat you like you really are. Important. Precious. A value that ceases forever. Can you say amen? Amen. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Somebody say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's just lift our hands. Let's praise Him. Let's worship Him. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.